A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the following on podcast from Talk Sport. I'm John Norman. Alongside me, uh, a soggy Steve Harmison after rain washed out day five at Trent Bridge, ruining the spectacle and robbing us all of what could have been an absolute classic. Still, we're going to look back at the four days of action that we saw and ask the questions about where now for England and India before the second test gets underway at Lords on Thursday. You're listening to the following on podcast. Story of the day. So, Harmy, disappointment all round, really. I'm looking out at Trent Bridge. It, it was a good crowd that had turned up, but uh, in the end, uh, we were lucky on day four and we were unlucky on day five. Um, we just didn't have a chance to get going. And um, we, we never found out whether India could chase down 207. We never found out whether England could put them under pressure and then, you know, maybe uh, maybe take the nine wickets they needed to, uh, what, to seal what would have been an incredible come from behind win but if I was to ask you one the the top line from both England and India what is it what is it that England come away from um Trent Bridge with and what is it what is the main thing that India do the main thing England come away there's this for me there's two things and they, they, they literally go hand in hand and it's what the series is built on as Joe Root has got a hundred and Virat Kohli hasn't had another bat and he's gone and he's he got a first ball zero so that, for me, is something England can hold a hat on. That is something that, for me, England are, if there's any sort of psychological edge going into the next Test match, from an England point of view, top order is has been all over the shop. A question marks will be going into that, that next Test match. And England have got a captain who is in unbelievable form. So 60 in the first innings, 100 in the second innings. He looked absolutely Beautiful at the crease, balance, fantastic. So for me, if the one thing, if you're looking at positive for England, it is their captain. He started the series. And if your captain starts a series, especially a five-match series, with a century, looking good, question marks looking from the opposition at them, thinking he's in a bit of touch. All of a sudden, the pressure's now on India's bowlers against the England captain. One thing I will counter with, though, is the fact that, you know, I, I come away from this thinking, well... Uh, you're absolutely right about Joe Root. 
Um, but I think India are going to come away thinking we we knew that Joe Root was key to England's chances, but we now realise just how key he is. Yeah. And it's going to be impossible for him to continue that. I mean, I'd love to see it, but you'd think um, there will come a, a test or two where he is just not able to to put those that volume of runs on the board. And I think India will be buoyed by that fact. And what makes me feel doubly so is, is that India, whilst their captain only batted for one ball, suddenly KL Rahul looks like a player in confidence. So that answers a lot of their fears. And also they know that in Jadeja, um, the way he batted um, and the control he offered with the ball as well, again, they will feel, they will feel buoyed by those two key individuals Sitting alongside, of course, the brilliance of their, their bowling attack. You know, Mohamed Shami and Jasprit Bumrah uh, on their day, you know, asked, caused real problems. And, the, and what is also key is the backup bowlers chipped in with wickets as well. So I, I totally see what you mean about the, 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 the fact that both teams are going to come away from this. Um, and the, the, uh, the, the rivalry between Root and Kohli certainly um, got Root ahead. But... You know, once India's frustrations at what happened here, the fact that they dominated this test match for the majority, um, I think that that's uh, they will take a lot of solace from that. But the other thing is, I think we brushed on this yesterday. I think the fact that Dominic Sibley, that as it, it's essentially that partnership with Joe Root saved England. You know, he didn't get the runs, but if uh, if England had lost another wicket before the break yesterday, it would have been very very difficult for them to get the score that they did, but also for them to take the time out of the match, you know, and that's almost as crucial. I think the question with Sibley that we're always going to ask is he is a match saving test batsman. Is he a match winning test batsman? And also he seems to me just looking at the stats to be a second innings test batsman. His record in first innings is really quite poor. His record in second innings less so which is slightly strange because you'd almost expect it to be the other way around. Um, so, yeah, I think, uh, I think there's, there's plenty to ponder. But really, the conversation around the dinner table at about 11 o'clock last night when we were eating a very, very late dinner uh, in Nottingham was what changes England make for Lords. Do they drop Crawley? And it feels like maybe it would be the right time to do so for the batsman himself. Does Lawrence play? Um, what do England do with Sam Curran? Do they pick a spinner and bring back Jack Leach? And do both Broad and Anderson play at the risk of a, a very samey looking bowling setup if Mark Wood isn't brought into the attack? And that's after one test match to have that many questions about the makeup of your side. Uh, bearing in mind that Johnny Bairstow wouldn't have played this test match if Ollie Pope was injured and he is possibly back for Lords, you know. <laughs> That's a pretty pretty mad situation to be in. It is. And like you say, I, as much as you, when you ask the question, what have England take away from this and the positive, it's their captain. There is more questions, more questions for the England camp to answer than they are the Indian camp. The Indian camp for me is, is pretty solid. You know, the, there's, there's one thing for sure. Virat Kohli is going to make runs in this series. He's not going to. He's not going to be starved of. of he's not going to bat like he did in 2014. I don't think there are there are big runs in him, um, and it's just good that that Joe got off to a, a better start, which will give England and Joe confidence going into the next test and in the rest of the series. But f- from England's point of view, the question marks on them, I think, are they're, they're huge, absolutely huge. 
And you, you rightly mentioned the bone attack, very, very semi. But if I was in that bone attack, I'd be going, you know what? We, we looked effective. Yeah, it's not our fault that we only got 183. It's not our fault that we were chasing the tail. We've actually did a good job here. We, know, we might have been semi for a little point at 60th over to the 70th over. But when you look at it, we've bowled a team out and the team of India's calibre of Batten, of Sharma, Pajara, Kohli, Rahani, Pant. Yeah, this is a proper Batten unit. We bowled them out. We bowled them out in less than 90 overs. We've kept them under 300. That's test match bowling. So I would be understand if, if, I, if I tapped on one of my bowlers this week and said, you're not playing, and I'm giving me a right volley to say, well, why am I not playing? Because I did my job last week. You lot didn't do, them lot didn't do theirs. And I think they'd be right to say that. But I think you've got to look at the dynamics of the side. Even though we haven't had a great deal of cricket in five days, they've still been there mentally draining, physically. It's been quite tough and it's been good cricket. I think there's going to be a, quite a few changes. I don't. I think this batting unit and the way England played in that first test match, I don't think you can go into the second test match like you normally would and go, you know what, you know, we're going to stick with the people that we picked. We're going to back them. I think there's far too many question marks now about what's happening with England's batting unit. So I do think Ollie Pope will come back in. I do think Hamid will come in. I think they'll both play. The bowling unit, I don't think Broad will play. I think he'd be the one of the older generation of Broad or Anderson will miss out. I think Wood has to come in if he's fit. If he's not fit, Broad stays in for me. I think he he, he gives you to a, a he gives you better than than Overton. He gives you better than than anybody else. If Wokes was fit, I'd have been potentially looking at Wokes. If Wood's fit, he plays and because he gives me something different. He can knock a tail over first and foremost. So I would like to see a spinner in the side because the way the slope is at Lords and DRS, I think a spinner is valuable at Lords because you can either end going up the slope, down the slope. I think that works. I don't think it'll happen. I think England will go in with four out and out seamers. Sam Curran will keep his place and I want him to be given more responsibility with a bat. I'd love them to bat number seven and give him the responsibility. But I think the frailties of England bat, and I don't think they can afford to drop another batsman to play five bowlers. So I think Sam Curran will be in a four-man attack. I think it'll be Curran, it'll be Wood, it'll be Robinson, it'll be Anderson. And then they might look to give Jimmy a rest. Maybe he's in the third test match or the next lot of back-to-back test match and bring Stuart back in. I think we've got to look after them too. Uh, even though they haven't played a great deal of cricket, I think 10 days out of 14 is a very, very big ask for their for their bodies. So the batting unit, look, I, I, I do think, I think Rory Burns is, is very vulnerable. I think Hamid comes in there. And if Pope comes in, he might have to bat at number three. He might have to go in at number three. Ollie Pope, it might be a, a case of, you know what, let's try him. Can't do any any worse than what we are at this moment in time. And I think Zach, for his own good, Zach Crawley's going to play a lot of test matches for England. I think Zach Crawley, for his own good, maybe just need to get him out of the firing line. And, for any, and if anything, if they leave him out of the next test match, or if they think you're going to leave him out of the next test match, take him out of the bubble. Get him away from the game of, of, of the scrutiny of everything going. Don't have him in a high-vis carrying drinks. Let him go off and play some cricket. And then if, if later down the line he creates some form and he get him back in for the fourth and fifth test match, then we can bring him back into the bubble. I think we've got to be no point leaving somebody out and making them watch because I think that, for me, would make it a hell of a lot worse. Yeah, I think that's really well put. And, and I totally agree. I think, I think they will bring in Pope um, and they can't fit him in the middle order. So I think he will bat at three. 
Um, I've got a feeling that they won't want to make too many changes. So maybe they'll give Burns one more go because he did just have a good series against New Zealand and he scored a century at Lords, I think, yeah. against New Zealand. So I think there'll be one change. Um, they'll resist the Hamid call, but that isn't far away from happening. Um, I don't think Leach will play. I agree. I And that really, for me, I, I'm not saying Leach will never play Test cricket again because he will, but that tells you all you need to know with where England are with him. Um, mm. I think that actually, you know, they probably favour Root to bowl spin, to be honest yeah. with you. It's, it's got to that point now. Um, and then that call will be made about Broad, possibly for Wood. That that one, I'm not 100% sure about, just because, well, we know how Broad he reacted last year to being dropped. He didn't, but he hasn't bowled a, a huge amount of overs in this test match. So maybe they'll just, they'll just go with him at Lords again, uh, especially if Curran retains his place. So, um, so that's England. What about India? Because it would be strange if India do recall Ashwin and go in with two spinners. They kind of suffered in that regard, going with two spinners and three seamers against New Zealand, the world test championship. But similarly, it would also be a surprise if they didn't bring Ashwin in for the Lord's Test match. But for India to go in with two spinners and England with, with none, that's a bit of a risk. And of course, you know, a lot then relies on the toss as well for both sides as well, doesn't it? So um, that'd be interesting. Um, do you think that KL Rahul has probably a, a, just made them feel a little bit more secure about their batting so they won't feel the need to bring in another batsman, especially as Ashwin, let's, let's remember, albeit against West Indies at home, just has scored three Test centuries. Yeah, I, I think Raul is, is and I think the selectors and um, Coley and, and Ravi Shastri will be huge sigh of relief the way Kale Raul batted because I think he was he was he was excellent. He was really, really good. He looked good in defense, he looked good on the front foot, he looked good on the back foot in attack, um, played within the parameters of his body, let the ball come to him. Everything you'd want from an opening batsman in English conditions uh, from an overseas player. So I think that is a great tick in the box for them. Um, I think I think the world change. I would change. I would bring Ashwin back in just because that's the way India play. India's balance of their side and the dynamics of the way the bowlers, even though if it's not turning, you're not talking about two young bowl, young spin bowlers of, of Jack Leach and Don Best. You're talking about Jadeja and Ashwin. They, they're very, very smart cookies. They're very, very good cricketers um, in limited overs at, at holding ends up and bowling you know, tight lines if need to. Um, they know their job and they know what they're doing. Largely on that call, possibly could come down all the way to half past 10 on Thursday morning. I've been in that situation where I didn't get picked for Ed Giddens all them years ago. And that's what saying, walking out to the toss and just said, I've seen a cloud come over. I had a gut feeling it wasn't you, it was Ed. I can see that happening. If there's a cloud on Thursday morning, Fakor gets the nod. If there's not and it's bright sunshine and the forecast's all right, even though we're not got very good forecasters in this country, I still believe Ashwin will come into the equation. One one slight um, tactical change I would do if I was India, if I was in this group, I'd be tapping my captain on the shoulder and saying, it might be worth Jadeja batting six and Pant batting seven with Ashwin at eight. I think just having two older heads alongside him, experienced characters in these conditions, that might just help him. I think Jadir just playing in a situation in this test match has been was brilliant. And I think it just gives that little freewheeling spirit. You wouldn't want to discourage him, Rishabh Pant. You want him to keep doing that. But I think as the ball is moving, 
and the clouds are over and possibly the lights are on and it's in Jimmy Anderson's hand running down the wicket and trying to smash him to all parts isn't always, isn't going to work. You might hit a couple of sixes, you might hit a couple of fours, but I think England would give the number six batsman of the opposition in a test match 25 runs off 20 balls every single day of the week. And I think that would be a little tactical change. I would I would have Jadeja at six and Pant at seven. Moment of the day. Okay, moment of the match then, Harmy. One for England, one for India. I imagine a standout moment for England for you and me. Joe Root's century that was was up there. I mean, Michael Vaughan said it's one of the greatest uh, he's seen. Uh, you yesterday were quick to say it was the greatest innings you've seen by the England captain. Um, and certainly him speaking after the game, indicating that what we mentioned yesterday, he looks like he's back to... The, to uh, he looks like he's banning with confidence, with fluency. Um, we've, it seems like we've seen that this year. He scored four huge... Well, four hugely significant innings, isn't he? Two against Sri Lanka... And now two against India. So uh, for me, him with all the Ben Stokes situation as well, you said that you thought there was a little message there for Stokes and Stokes tweeted him uh, publicly yesterday as well. For me, that was uh, that was a match. It wasn't a match winning innings. It was a match saving innings. And it was it was brilliant. Yeah, it was brilliant. It was the moment of the match for me uh, when Joe got to the hundred. His celebration said everything. He was animated. He was he was pumped up. It was it meant a hell of a lot to to Joe um, a test match 100 does but I think with what what he had to what he had to overcome during that that week of that test match you've got to remember he lost Ben Stokes he's a great friend he's played under 13s against him for Yorkshire Cumbria you know he's been vice captain to captain and they've been best mates for a long long time so to see him go through to see Ben go through what he's going through all the stuff with the ashes and you know, potential of not that 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 affect Joe because it would have been on his on his door, um, and then to go out get sixty in the first innings and then get a hundred in the second innings. I think it was that for me was the moment of the match when he hit the ball down the ground and he did a great interview. This, you know, he did a great interview with Ian Ward this morning and he said it was that it was that that moment when I knew before anybody else. You know, the the, the actual middle of the bat going down the ground. In the moment that you know as a batsman before the crowd knows that the hundreds there, the ball's going to go past the fielder, um, and that for me was the, the the moment of the match for them. And, and another one, there was two from India. One, Keir Rahul getting to fifty at the top of the order, huge question marks for India. But actually, Mohammed Siraj, I really enjoyed the way he performed in this Test match. His aggression, you know, what did he get? He got one one for forty eight, and he got two for eighty four. Not pulling any trees up by any stretch of the imagination, but if he shows the enthusiasm and the determination and the guts and fight and fire for the next five tests for the next four test matches, boy, it's going to be box office because he's he's here to upset and he's not bothered who he's going to upset. And I think that is going to be that's going to be great. That's going to be fantastic. So I really enjoyed how Mohammed Siraj went about his job. Probably didn't get the wickets he would want, but hey, that might that might be to come. Well, Harmi, thanks for your company over the last five days. Uh, it's it's actually been a terrific test match. It's such a shame that we weren't able to see its conclusion. And, you know, for those people that doubt test cricket, they'll probably point to day five as a reason why they don't follow it. But we know that we saw uh, some really special events over the last four days. And that's why we have five tests, isn't it? Because, you know, the weather isn't going to decide this series. It's decided this test match for sure. But 
um, both sides will uh, will go again with that second test match. Um, if you're listening to following on, then please uh, do listen in to uh, TalkSport 2 on Tuesday between 6 and 7. Harmy and Neil Manthorpe will be joined by um, um, several guests to look back, but more importantly, look forward to that second test match, as well as taking in some of the other big stories from world cricket. The Aussies losing to Bangladesh might get a mention um, and a little bit of... Um, Royal London One Day Cup stuff and the hundred, which uh, which continues this week. Uh, but if uh, you've enjoyed the following on podcast, uh, head over to YouTube for uh, Steve Harmison's uh, channel Seven for Twelve, and we will of course be back at Lords following play on day one. But for now, thanks for listening to the following on podcast. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.